Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brunch event. It's brunch time. Because, mm. you know, the breakfast and the, this is brunch. You but get this it. this is brunch. Because it's, it's, it's just different. It's, it's after breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any reason why you are listening, if this is your first experience in the Confused Breakfast, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. This is a show where we talk about 80s, 90s, 2000s classic movies. But we just... Let's let's just be honest here. The support that we have had from the Patreon members at patreon.com slash confused breakfast and just everybody out there sharing this podcast, the goal all along has been to add more. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we are finally in a stage here where we can finally give that. Uh, and so we are moving forward where basically just our, our weekly shows are going to remain the same on, on Wednesdays. That is always going to be your movie. But but Monday is just going to be, we're calling it brunch. It's just going to be a, a separate thing. It's Maybe it's a top five. Maybe it's a I've never seen. Maybe it's just a fun, we got to talk about some movies we've seen. So uh, if you got any ideas for us, let us know. But I mean, we're just going to do this and we're hopefully going to see if it works out. Yeah, we, we're, uh, we've we been wanting to do this for a while. We, have, we uh, had many other show ideas and we're kind of incorporating a lot of those into these episodes which will be fun. We're going to be doing, I think you said we're going to be doing some music reviews too. I think we're going to move into some of that stuff. Yeah, like, um, it's it's going to be cool. And uh, yeah, it, because of you guys, we can do yeah, this. So. Absolutely. It's the only way. And so what we thought, uh, none better starting off than we realized that Sean had been Barbenheimered this yes. weekend. Is that what you Barben. call it? Barbenheimen? Barben. <laughs> yeah, oh. I broke my Barbenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Bar- Barb Dwyer. <laughs> you bar- Barben- Barbenheimen? Barbenheimen. Yeah. Barbenheim. John was Barber Barbenheim. I can't say it. <laughs> which means that you literally went to the movie theater. Yeah. Which movie did you see first? I saw Oppenheimer first. You walked into Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. And then you walked out of it into Barbie. Sadly, no. I didn't do oh, the I wanted okay. you to do that. I didn't do the actual double feature. I I used to you know, I'm busy man. Just do not have Barbie. that kind of time. Yeah. So I saw Oppenheimer on a Thursday and then Barbie on Friday. Okay. Split them up. I feel like that's the order you got to do it, though. I feel like that's so? what people have been saying is because of this heavy subject matter of Oppenheimer and then just the fun gleefulness of Barbie well, mm. is a, a nice chaser. So here's what, I want, here's what I want from you, Sean. First, number one, I want you to tell us about Oppenheimer without spoiling it. And then I want you to try your best to convince me and AJ to go to Barbie <laughs> because I really have no interest in seeing that. I okay. Don't. And wait, is that why you have those glasses on? Yes. Okay, cool. I have, nice. I have pink heart glasses on, you nice. guys. And I have red nails. <laughs> ah, Look at you. Uh, we did a whole you thing, you know? Bitch. Um, it was the hype. Did the hype live up for Oppenheimer? Yeah. Um, I So, I'll, yeah, I'll go in order. I saw Oppenheimer first. Um, obviously, Christopher Nolan is a, a excellent filmmaker. He's kind of killed it every time. But it's, he's it's also, okay. also, <laughs> also kind of very divisive. Uh, How so? Uh, I think a lot of people just don't connect with his movies. He does like like the, a lot of the characterizations really aren't there for a lot of people. It's okay. more like spectacle over uh, okay. uh, over characterization. Whatever. Yeah, like even uh, Tenet. Uh, uh, that was his badass. last movie. I need to watch that again. It's that movie is a fucking vibe. Like that, <laughs> I don't have no idea what's going nope. on in that movie, and I don't know if I ever will. But I love watching it. Sure is fun. Know? Um, and so he's coming off of that into this, his first biopic, which is about J. Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. Um, and I'll, I will say that it is a biopic. This is a true story. It, right? True story. Mm. Uh, it is like all about J. Robert Oppenheimer. Um, it is his like lifespan pretty much. And it's pretty goddamn accurate because I had to do some digging and I, I wanted to know like the actual. That didn't happen. Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> um, 
but uh, it, it's it's a, a gargantuan movie. It's a three hour long, oh. uh, just kind of uh, biopic of this man's life and what he did. And right off the bat, this movie doesn't work without Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer. I think it's his best performance. No shit. Um, I think he will definitely be nominated for best actor this year. Uh, and I, I don't, so. I don't know if he, if he, I don't know if any other performance that will come close to it. To be honest, no shit. Okay, no, that's exciting. Like that. He's I'm very, excited. very good. He is very, like he's just very a fucking stud. He's skinny. He like, like he does. He looks very. I saw a photo. But like of it's, him. it works because his like eyes are kind of dented in a little bit, and it like uh, there's a lot of this movie is close up of his face and his <laughs> eyes. His, they're just so blue. And mm. um, what what I really like about his performance is that there's always something. Uh, interior going on it seems there's what he's talking about in the scene but there's also something behind his eyes that like a, a lot a, a cool choice that actors will do sometimes and uh, they'll like say the this character in this other movie is going to uh, the store or something you know to like buy eggs but at the same time in that scene the actor in his mind is like but I'm also going to kill someone tonight or yeah, something like yeah. that the audience doesn't know that the writers didn't know that even the director might not even know that, but the actor does. And so that's what like is kind of behind his eyes. There's some, there's some sort of like sadness and intensity behind it. Uh, it is, it's amazing just to see him in this movie. Um, sorry. Well, I was just going to say he's been praised a lot for her, the way he does that in, in other roles. I've seen some, I've seen some, uh, uh, it was, they analyzed his performances, um, in some other movies, uh, one being uh, the uh, Batman Begins, the first Batman mm-hmm. uh, for Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, that's right. He was in, and I think he was in Dark Knight. Yeah, Rain too. he was. He yeah, was Scarecrow. in all of them. He was in all of them. Um, kind of through through them at, in some little yep, way. Yep, yep. And so, but when he's doing this, uh, when he's doing the interaction uh, with the what's the Falcone, the Falcone. Yep. Mm-hmm. When he's doing that interaction, when he's in the in the uh, nut house or whatever, and he's like, he's saying, "See, watch him right here. Uh, the way he's his his emotions and the way he's like uh, engaging, but also disengaging. He's he has thoughts behind this character mm-hmm. that are working. Like it's it's very very good the way he does this and the way he he's able to portray these feelings. He's you can tell at this point he's turned." Yeah, he's playing a character here while playing a character, and now he's turned back, and now he's becoming a little bit more right. sadistic. And he's like, "Do you want to see my mask?" He's getting exhausted with the character. He's like, "He's like, I think you should see it." Like that kind of. Thing. <laughs> it's really interesting he's the fantastic. way that they analyze his his work, and and I completely agree. I love Peaky Blinders. I love everything that I he's love done, when, man. I love when there's an actor that has had has had a long career. And I mean, like I, when I think of him, I think of 28 days later, yep. like oh, that yeah. might've been one of the first things I think I I've think ever his, seen him in his first big thing. For and sure. you, and you think about what he's done from there and he's always been great, but it's like, you love when that moment leads up to that defining role. I was just going to say, it's, like it, it's it, awesome. it makes it so because you can't, you can't have that be your first movie. Yeah. Right. No. And I agree. It's, it's, it's so cool to see him come from 28 days later as no one knew him. And uh, he killed that role. And then to see him kind of in more small parts here and there, especially in Nolan movies where he's just like Scarecrow is, is, was a main bad guy in, in Batman Begins, but then kind of ancillary in the yeah. in the other two. And then uh, 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 Inception, you know, he's kind of not really a main character. He's asleep most of the time, to be right, honest. Right. And then... <laughs> 
Got him. <laughs> Damn it. We, we have a chair oh that has a wheel off in the studio, and we whoever gets here the last, which is always takes me. It. <laughs> um, so on top of that, this this uh, movie is stacked with, uh, of course, celebrity casts and everything. And you could say I was kind of even going into it nervous that it was just kind of stunt casting, you know, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, who you're like, we don't need that. I will say. We'll probably get nominated for an Oscar for this too. No he, shit, it's probably his best thing I've seen him in ever. Maybe ever, but definitely since, like before he did uh, Marvel. Of course, you know, since Iron Man three. Since well, yeah, like we all liked Iron Man. We all like him as yeah. Iron Man, but he's playing a fucking character in this movie, and yeah. it's really fun to. Uh, he goes through a change. It's really fascinating. But I was nervous going into this because there's like Florence Pugh and all these actors that were going to be in this movie. I was nervous to see if it was going to be kind of more of a gimmick just to get people in the seats and be like, wow, there's so so many actors in this. Ooh, the star power. But everybody who was on screen and playing their roles, I couldn't imagine anybody else doing it. You know, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gary Oldman is in it for a sec. And it's Damn. one of the best scenes. No shit. One of the, and like everybody serves the role perfectly. And it wasn't gimmicky whatsoever. Um, now the effects and everything, uh, no one has said that this, there's no CGI whatsoever in this I movie like that. and, uh, I don't know how, the, it, how would they pull it off because there are some things in it where I'm like that. Are you sure that's not CGI? It's like, they, they pull it off in camera. Apparently, um, they recreated the atomic bomb explosion, everything like leading up to that was extremely intense. And then there's like court hearings and stuff that are also extremely intense. I think this is. I can't wait to see it. I think I this is You're Nolan. It. Nolan at his best. And is uh, this going to be a best picture nominee? I, if it doesn't, yeah, it, it definitely will be a nominee. If, if not, just a shoe in for best picture. And basically, everybody's like, wait, hold on, don't release the movie. Yeah, let's wait till next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone, it's, hold. It is definitely hold. Christopher Nolan's magnum opus. Holy and, shit! And uh, it really kind of a fucking achievement in in filmmaking. It's kind of outstanding. Mm. I don't. I want to see it again right now. The movie doesn't feel like three hours at all. It no feels like shit. it kind of flies see, that, by. That's exciting to me because there yeah. are some movies where two hours feels. Well, like, like you oh know, my the God. Batman. You know, was, I oh. I think we're all in agreement there where it didn't feel like three hours no, at all. No, there. This movie is uh, kind of a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> kind of or it fucking is. There's there's some there's some parts where I'm like, I don't know if that maybe needed to be there, but. I have to watch it again because, and yeah. I have to watch it. I want to go see it in IMAX. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I go see it, man. It's, it's fucking great. I really, I really do want to see it in IMAX. Where's, where can you see it in IMAX? Where's the closest place? Nick, our friend Nick Morella is going to go see it. I think in like Des Moines, Moines or something like that. I think in Ankeny. We were, I was just playing a show in Ankeny. I think there's a theater there that's. Okay. But like, but like, this is this a movie? Do not wait. Like, go see it. I was yeah. Like 100%. we talked about that with the machines. Like go, you got to see it in see the theater it like, on the big on the biggest screen you can. Damn, hundred percent. Okay. The the soundtrack that like the uh his his score. I forget who, who did was, it. Uh, let me let me look real quick. He did Tenet as well, and Tenet's like loud as oh, shit. Oh yeah. Um, I have it right here. Here we, we go. Should, we should uh, Ludwig yes. Ludwig Gordonson. 
Ludwig von Beethoven. Yes. Got it. Got <laughs> it. Brought him back from the dead. Got it. Got I will it. say, too, one thing about it is that oh, an, a criticism that Nolan has had over like three movies now, uh, his last three anyway, is that the sound or the soundtrack is kind of overtaking the dialogue and you, you yeah. can't really hear what people are saying. That's here a little bit. I've seen reviews be like, it's, it's back. I can't, like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he's doing this. I heard everything. So okay. there is that. I, and you're I, a musician. Right. I am deaf as shit. Well, yeah, he does have that thing. If you, if you, he has like a lot of music in his movies. It's a lot of accompaniment, yeah. if you will. Like you think, it, so I've, I've watched The Dark Knight, I don't know how many, countless number of times. There's usually, there's very rarely moments of actual silence. Yes. Unless he needs something for the big, a big explosion, a big buildup, you know, he'll, he'll cut for that dynamic value. But, he very rarely, like when they're having their their conversations, I've noticed it. And it's probably because I've seen the movie a million freaking times. There's a cadence to their dialogue that seems to be pushed. It's like it's pushed by this accompanying music. Mm. And so I do feel that in his movies very specifically. So yeah. it makes sense. And I, I agree with those people who, who say that it's, it gets annoying because, yeah, yeah, I can't hear what they're saying. That's a movie. I need to hear what they're saying. You know, right. it is it is kind of here in Oppenheimer, but I, I heard everything. I think, so, I think some of it's – I don't think that's a personal choice. I think – Sometimes that movies are seen on so many different mediums and it's like it's like trying to engineer and master a new song, but like people are going to listen to it with just their phone. Some people are going to have it with head with Bluetooth headphones and some people are yeah. going to have it with really good headphones. Really good some headphones. people are going to have them in their car stereo. Yeah. Some people are going to have them in their Sonos at home. Like right. you can't just go. The only way people are going to watch this is on a VHS. Right. Yep. And, and so like I, I felt that with uh, the machine. Uh, we were when I was getting my last tattoo. We we were watching the machine in the shop, and like it was so un. There were moments where like we couldn't hear what the dialogue was, and then there were moments where it was like this is too fucking loud. Mm. Someone turned it down, and that's not like the movie's fault. I think that's just the what we were listening to right. it on and how they mastered it. So I don't know. I think I think a lot of movies are that way. It could be if you have that much sound design going on, it's fucking hard. Yeah. If you ever made a video and like it's edited tough. things together and tried to make volumes where you want them to be, it's fucking hard. That's why it's not easy. Man. Sound designers are are like that is a huge part of of, yeah. of a film. You know, if it's not if it's not good sound, then it's not a movie, honestly. Nope. And then if it's yeah. immaculate sound, I like my filmmaker mind is just like, oh my god! I'm like, oh, Scorsese! Sound design. All right, uh, so I knew I knew there was no chance in hell that this movie was going to suck. I knew there was no chance in hell that I will not go see it in the theater. But I don't, I don't get the Barbie hype. <laughs> okay, I don't get the Barbie hype. And I want you to tell me again what your experience was like with Barbie and why we should probably go see it. Or maybe we we don't have to see can it. Can I, I ask don't know you guys a question real real quick? Can we go see the can we go see Oppenheimer and IMAX together? Sure. You want to go see it together? Yeah, can we go see it together IMAX? Of I, course. Make, dude. I kind of want to see um Asteroid Sky 2 though. Asteroid City. Our city. Yeah. I watched it the other night. Did you like I it? I think you're going to like it. Yeah, I like okay. it a lot. Do we do you want to talk about it? No, we can talk about it later. Okay. Talk about it later. Okay. Let's uh do, the this the movie events of the summer right now. Mm. Um so Barbie 
Well, I'll tell you what. We also got to talk about one more sponsor today. We got to talk about today's sponsor, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh gives you farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and save insane amount of money avoiding delivery services and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. So I'm a busy guy. Got a lot on my plate, including one-year-old. There are two reasons why I swear by HelloFresh and why you should too. Number one, saves me time. I don't have to waste an hour of my life driving to the grocery store, wandering around inside like an idiot because I never want to ask someone where an item is. It's like, I'll find it. <laughs> You're a man. Why I'm a man. That? I'm not asking for directions. Not only do I save that time because HelloFresh is delivered right to my door, but it also comes with pre-portioned ingredients that helps cut down on prep time, shopping time, and food waste. The step-by-step instructions make cooking a breeze, not a chore. Number two, saves me money. I've told you all before, I went in and added up all the money my wife and I spent on delivery in the last six months. I threw up. I had a heart attack. <laughs> 15 bucks here, 40 bucks oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Eh, that shit adds up so Del- fast. Oh, delivery fees. Oh. Mm-hmm. Using HelloFresh, I'm saving so much money. And the average savings from HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. You oh. add that up over a year. My God, that's a ton of money. You guys have had some good experiences with HelloFresh lately, haven't you? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. It's, I think it's a good time. I, uh, I'm not a cook mm-hmm. whatsoever. And this is it, like the directions and everything are pretty like damn precise. And like when it, like they have a picture of it, you know, like the final product. Here. And you're like, that'll never look like that if and I do it. it. And it does. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool and uh, really, really goddamn easy. I I'll tell you that same thing. I'm always busy. Me and Alicia, we're always coming into the kitchen, running in and out of it. <laughs> And to be able to make a meal that quick, and it's good for us too. And it tastes it's a big thing. It's a lot better than getting pizza or oh. something else, man. My fiance and I is uh, can't do chicken the, strips anymore. No, watching the bear. <laughs> so it's like we're we're oh, each like yes. behind. Uh, <laughs> order it in. Yeah. <laughs> Hot <fun>. plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to go to HelloFresh.com slash Confused Breakfast 50. Use code Confused Breakfast 50 for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Confused Breakfast 50. Code Confused Breakfast 50 for 50% off. America's number one meal kit. You'll find out why. Enjoy. Good job, mm. chef. I, I don't, had no interest in Barbie, you know. But I, Ryan Gosling, I don't care, you know. Well, and Margot Robbie, and Margot Robbie, the Goss man. She is an excellent actor and uh, might be the most beautiful woman in the entire earth. Okay, uh, yeah. perfect choice to play Barbie. So when I saw this trailer, uh, it was a ripoff of the 2001 uh, beginning scene of like the apes smashing all the bones and shit. And it's in, in this movie, it's pretty brilliant that, that it's like girls smashing their toys that now that Barbie has arrived and like she's mm. the monolith um, <laughs> it's re- it's a really kind of brilliant uh, a- a marketing campaign for that because for like the, the people like you that are yeah, like exactly. I see what you're doing like, there I don't, I don't, yeah, I no like oh cool no yeah. interest in Barbie at all but if you're gonna pull that off and, and like you're gonna get film nerds into the seats you know that's, yeah, that's yeah. basically what that's doing um, so this movie is it's just p- kind of pure fun I, I would say uh, it's based, three hours. No, it, two. I mean, yeah, maybe it's one, over two. One forty-five. Okay, good. One forty-five oh, sounds oh. great. Um, it is basically like a uh, a character redemption movie, I guess. It's like Barbie trying to find. Um, basically, the plot is Barbie trying to find uh, the person that bought her, that, that oh. like played with her, 
and kind of uh, get them out of a depression, kind of. Okay. And so she goes from Barbie land to the real world, and it just kind of works seamlessly that way. Okay. It's a very kind of interesting uh, device they use of like having it in Barbie land, and everything's like great, and everything's like pretty much it's feminism world. Okay. In, in, Barbie, okay. in Barbie land. And so they go to uh, the real world, and it's the opposite. It's like oh. the patriarchy, and like uh, men rule the world and everything. And wow. so that's basically like the message of the movie. And my my flaw of it is that that's it. That's that is, that's all it says. That right? is all it says. And like, yeah, I I whatever. However, politically you lean or whatever, I just don't want to get hammered over the head with it the right. entire time. And it is like there's sometimes where it gets. I think lost in its own message. I think uh, mm. like all like the Me Too movement and everything like that. It's like they're not even recognizing that. You know, mm. it's like or like uh, if they went into the real world, men would be terrified to get canceled, and they're not. You know, they they are just patriarchal in in this kind of uh, uh, land. Um, I uh, yeah, like I said, I think it kind of gets lost in that a little bit. Um, but it is like very satirical. And like the way that it uh, tells, the way that it's kind of getting that plot across is very satirical. So I do like that okay. about it. It's it's you know it's not like uh, hate men just to hate men. It yeah. is it is very satirical in the way that it's having fun with right. that concept. So I like that about it. Um, and like even like so like if however you lean that way or which way or the other, uh, I think that this uh, like a feminism movie should be allowed. Like, I think that this, I think that story should be told. I think if that's what they want to express, then they should be able to express it. I enjoy it for that. Um, however, yeah, like I said, it just gets a little heavy handed sometimes, but it's very fun. There's musical numbers, uh, that are really well, uh, helmed by Greta Gerwig is a incredible director. I think Mm. this is her best movie, uh, directing wise. I think it's very well directed, very well written with, uh, her and her husband, Noah Baumbach, who's another filmmaker. Um, but guys, the reason to see this movie is Ryan Gosling. Is it? 100%. Is it because he's just gorgeous and funny the whole time? It's also brilliant casting because there's film nerds who love Ryan Gosling and, uh, because of Drive I, I and, and all those movies and nice <laughs> yeah, guys, you know. I do too. Oh my God. There's, it's, it's to get those guys to be in, like fine. In, into the movie, you know, and then also he is a great looking man with like and nine six funny. packs like, you know fuck you why are you so funny and that, perfect yeah that is the reason to see this movie does it's, he sing he's yes okay because yes, did you know have you ever listened to his band before yeah, the dead dead man's bones dead man's bones i, I love, really like that love that album. around halloween time yes okay. uh he does <laughs> he does have a little song in this movie so wait but time out is this a musical no not full oh, thank God. not full stop um <sighs> but uh like his comedic chops are I know <laughs> extremely underrated. Like yeah. in the nice guys. Oh I, my god! I, like I told <laughs> you, so I, I want to live in a world where he wins best actor for not the nice guys. Yeah, I want to live in a world where maybe potentially he could win best actor for Barbie because he is so fucking funny and like all of his like little like just little detail of how his face changes uh-huh. or like what like his yep. whatever he does is implicably uh, it is un. Hmm. Uh, unequivocally unequivocally uh watchable <laughs> okay cool. yes uh like it, it, you can't help but take your eyes off it and it, it's it's and overall the movie is is entertaining and yeah. uh worth definitely worth the watch wait wait yeah, like am i allowed to wait for it you can I'd well, say. let me what was the experience in both theaters uh were both of them packed yes to the gills mm-hmm. what was the demographic like in each 
pretty much say, I mean, a lot of people dressed up for Barbie for sure. Okay. You know, and that's fun to see. And like this, this is such an exciting time because these two big juggernaut movies are coming out and they've both already broken 150 you know million. What? And you know what I love, Sean? Like this is uh, one of those things where, you know, like when two big movies come out on the same day, there's got to be a lot of like hatred and like we got to do better. But Definitely. what's been amazing is how they've embraced each other. Yes. Right. And right. like they're all talking about each other's movie, but it's great because they're not stepping on any toes. Yes. It's not the same movie competing against each other. It's so cool to see that, like, oh, dude, like Ryan Gosling's like, are you kidding me? I'm going to see Oppenheimer yeah. like tomorrow. Everyone wants wait. these movies to ex- succeed. Yes. Uh, exponentially as much as right. the other one, yes. and that is very, very exciting to the point where it's it's its own thing. Yeah. Barbenheimer, you know, That's so amazing. That is inc- that is. I don't remember the last time this has ever happened. Somebody said Dark Knight and something. There okay. was something the same day, dark, but but it was never made into this kind of a right. right. We can look back on it and be like, wow, Com- two complete opposite yes. movies, you know. But people are so excited for them, cool. and I think it's really cool and definitely both worth the watch. Standing ovations? Uh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, talking about the, you know, the love for each, each other's movies and whatnot, they, uh, I did read how the, uh, was it not Oppenheimer, the actors of Oppenheimer, uh, right. they ended up standing up and, and walking out of the premiere, mm-hmm. uh, in solidarity with the, WGA. Uh, yep, uh, the writers guild. And then you had, um, uh, but then they're they're also telling other people though it's like like yeah we're in solidarity because we're actors but people should still go to the movies <laughs> it's very important didn't uh, yeah. Raiders of the Lost podcast put out a, a post he's like you're not doing anything wrong by going to yeah. the movies right they their coverage of the WJ and SAG it's been great is really good yeah I love those fuckers I know those I'd like to action. hang out at their house again their house is so Same. cozy I know <laughs> they live in such a nice part of LA and they got they're like oh we just get up wake up and get our coffee and then we go to the back and yep. we just sit down and record if we want to talk about it a little bit the WGA thing do we have time it's up to you that? I was gonna I was I mean like what, what do you want to cover it I just think that uh, it, it uh, one thing about it is one crazy thing is that they did come to a deal like they the, uh, the Hollywood offered the WGA uh, or sorry SAG now SAG's involved now SAG, in this yeah. um, they offered them a, a deal and the deal was yeah we'll increase your wages and everything like that but extras we own your likeness and so that means like any like a, a shot of a crowd of people like in oppenheimer or something like yeah. that those people are sag and those people are are like uh, specifically background actors like they go from movie yeah. to movie oh, yeah, just, yeah. just being background actors. i'll stay in it's, here it's an art honestly yeah. and um so the studios want to ai uh, scan yep, them i get it and so they can use their face and just AI imprint them on uh, another body. And so that means if they go to another studio for work, that means Universal owns you. Warner Brothers can't. We can't work for Warner Brothers right now. Universal owns your likeness. You can't work. Yikes. And so how are you supposed to get work? That is the craziest fucking that's thing I have ever heard in my life. Wow. Well, and that's no, what you're, they're trying well, to do. Well, you're not, good, you're not even an actor, so go get another job. Exactly. It's it's going to end their career. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like re- it's it's reducing what the art of that is. Yeah. Well, at this point, couldn't AI listen to all of our podcasts and just like sure put together an audio version of us? Yeah. I mean, AI has written songs. AI writes. Oh my god. Is is I mean, it's it's disrupting the education system. I mean, it, it's 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 going to it's going to ruin a lot of things i think I, thing, I don't think people realize that yeah i do think the thing that that hinders this this strike though is the fact that like 
for the most part, Hollywood people that, that are involved in the world of acting and the world of directing and anything involved in movies are so out of touch mm-hmm. with the world yeah. that, that I think it's the one thing that's going to hinder them. Cause like I, half of me is like, yeah, like, like I really hope this works out for you. But half of me is, is also to like actors is just like, you guys are the most out of touch people mm-hmm. on the face of the world. Yeah. Like even musicians, musicians know at least some things about the world, but like just always feels to me like actors are, just uh. yeah, and so that's the one thing they they might have to try to overcome to like get people behind them is mm-hmm. to be like you know we're real people, and unfortunately the people being affected by it are the the real people yeah the like yeah. the people that are actually like you can relate to them yeah They're like we're just trying to feed the our writers family. are def- are like working like blue yeah. collar people yes you know and like the, the stories <laughs> that we love don't ex- that don't exist without them so fucking pay them yeah. I, it doesn't make any sense yeah it, it's it's always comes back to that like. There's just so many underappreciated things like writers, teachers, things Mm -hmm. like that. These underappreciated jobs that are just like, like you, like you just said, Sean, you don't have these stories without these writers and they work insane. Like they could sometimes work crazy hours, especially when they're on set. I mean, being a writer for, for the movies, I would love to do it. Yeah. But I can't imagine what it what it really goes into it. it. Yeah, I mean they they not even just they get their script bought by a studio. Yeah, they maybe get hired or not hired to like be on set to do just on the spot rewrites and everything. You know, yeah. and I don't even know if they get paid for that. Um, what I was gonna say too uh, was I am forgetting it. Oh Good. no! So, was it about the <laughs> actors strike writers? Yeah, yeah, something in there. Oppenheimer. There was something in the saggy writers. Saggy writers guild. It's gone. A job. It's so gone. You have no. To. <laughs> oh no! All right. Well, I have one final question to end this with you. What movie? I was thinking about you going to the movies and, and the experience of going to the movies. Thank I you. want to ask you what movies you can remember your entire life was like the best experience in the theater. Mm. So like not not the best movie you've seen but just the the energy inside of the the building while you were there. The excitement of like we're going and everybody's laughing and when you get done everybody's like yeah like Can you think of anything? One off the top of my head right now is we had a big group to go see uh, John Wick, not the newest one but the one before that. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. 3 um, then maybe. something like that. Um and uh I knew that it was a bunch of like John Wick fans in there like they were like people were kind of talking and like talking at the screen it was it was exciting like yeah. action movie you know uh, and then there's a scene that comes up where John Wick is like fighting with knives with this one other yeah. stuntman and shit and I remember after the scene was done I got up and started clapping and everyone else like a lot, a lot, of, a lot of other people did too it was so much fun I loved that experience oh man um, I can't remember another one so someone else talk you got one AJ I have one uh, well it's kind of it's kind of a weird one, um, but for some reason, when we went, we saw "Forgetting Sarah Marshall" in theaters, and I went into that movie theater thinking, "God, this is gonna be a fuck chick flick." <sighs> I don't care about this movie. I don't know why I'm here. And then, like that movie started going, and I lost my uh-huh. shit during that movie. <laughs> I laughed so hard. And there, I I left in such a better mood. Yep. I was I I think I was almost cry laughing at one point or another, <laughs> thinking like watching the back and forth of of Jason Siegel and uh, 
uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Aldous uh, yeah, Aldous Snow, Aldous, but it's, Aldous uh, Snow, Aldous Snow, uh, Russell Brand, Russell Brand, yeah. Uh, just watching the back and forth and his <laughs> and reaction to stuff. And Jonah Hill. <laughs> we got to do like, that movie. What year was Forgetting Sarah Marshall? 2000. It might be 2009. I think it would be 2009. 2008. We had initially said it was 2007 was our cutoff, but yeah. I think we said we could go to 2010 now. Yeah. Right. I think it's how we said 70s to 10 now. And then it's going to be 2015. And <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's maybe one of them, yeah. No, I have two of them that I can think of. One is I went to the theater for every single Jackass movie, and that is a blast. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is one of those things where there's no rules. Like, we we are allowed to go, oh, yeah. like, ah, like, you know, like, it, you're not, who cares if you're being quiet mm-hmm. for a Jackass movie? It should be fun. Yeah. yeah. And I remember just the, the groups of people always going to that and just, just overreacting to everything. And the one that really sticks out for me is The Hangover. The mm. first hangover, because I, I've told you that I was a huge Zach Galifianakis fan. Yeah, yeah. And when that movie came out, like it didn't really have, it wasn't a ton of buzz or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, there's this movie, The Hangover. That's true, yeah. It's kind of funny, and there's a couple trailers. And I went to it on opening night because I'm like, Zach Galifianakis, I right. love him. And I'll never forget anybody that was there. It wasn't totally full, but everybody there was losing their minds at that movie. And and when we walked out, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a like, I feel like I was the first one to see this cultural phenomenon. <laughs> you could feel you go, oh, my God, this is going to be the fucking biggest movie in the world. Yeah. And you just knew it was going to happen. The same thing happened to me. When I went and saw Napoleon Dynamite in Iowa City at the College Theater. And there, you never even knew about Napoleon Dynamite. Like it was, it was like an indie film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I someone t- somehow tipped me off. It's like, hey, there's this movie. It's kind of funny. And we went, and I felt the same way in that theater going, this movie's, this movie's going to be fucking as soon as, huge. As soon as that movie started off and the credits were food, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is going to be great. I don't care what happens. I love happens. this yeah. movie. Uh, I will say this. I think I saw Anchorman in oh, theaters God. six times. <laughs> we got to learn the quotes. I was, I was, there was something about it, like, and I wasn't even, it wasn't even like crazy laugh out loud funny to me. But there was something about it that I was like, this comedy is like the smartest comedy to me. Yep. It like I understand. I think I think that was the first time I understand stood like real depth of comedy. Yep. That's like aware of itself, you know, be like past, um, you know, like Zucker Brothers and Hot Shots and mm-hmm. yeah, Naked Gun. Yep. Like okay, I get that. That's funny and whatnot. But this. This is funny. <laughs> this and I feel really smart funny. for thinking it's funny. And then I went and saw Anchorman 2. Yes. <laughs> and then I went, oh my oh God. Oh no. What happened? Yes. <laughs> it, it's, it is. It's one of those things that you're like, I'm, I'm proud of myself for understanding this comedy and not being, not just thinking, this is a stupid yeah. movie. It's like, no, this is funny. This is this, funny. I, I get this. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I think we'll keep talking about more... Uh, movie going experiences like i like talking about the theater next time we can talk about like our our worst movie going experiences <laughs> i, I know you kind of recently talked about but <laughs> yeah. a couple of those like are funniest like things that ever happened to you in a theater i like that i think that's important yeah you know like we talk about the classic movies but 
the movies that are coming out now are also equally as important because those will be the classics. Yes. Yeah. Our children will start a classic movie podcast and be like Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember that old movie? Right. Remember that? Remember uh, the first time you saw that? Oh, that man. So dude. groundbreaking. Can you imagine? Can you believe that was 30 years ago? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> what were you doing 30 years ago? You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, this is uh, the start of the brunch. It's not really the start because I think technically last week there was a brunch, but ah. this is the start of the when we knew this was called brunch. Yes. Right. Go see Oppenheimer. Go yeah. see Barbie. Go see him. It's fun. AJ, you didn't answer the question. Are you going to go see it? Barbie? Yeah. Mm. You going to wait for it? Maybe I, it's a watch at I, home. I, I think I'll thing. wait to watch it probably at home. But I want to see Oppenheimer. And I want to see Asteroid City. I want to go see Oppenheimer real bad. And I want to see it in IMAX. Sean, you sold it. You son of a bitch. Let's go. Let's go, Let's baby. go. All right. We'll see you next time, friends of the Confused Breakfast. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. I Deuces. hope you're stuffed from brunch. Give me the belt. Give me that belt. You, you don't AJ, get you keep it. it. <laughs> Bye. Boy. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.